Rob, I have a very important review that I, for some reason, uh, it was rejected from publication on on Mac Stories. I, I, I'm not sure, but I think it might be the content. It might be actually the subject matter. Okay. And and, and it's a it's a product that I personally hadn't used before that that I know that millions of people in the UK are, are very familiar with, and that is the 5P Tesco bag. Wow. Yes. So it finally happened. It finally happened. And we should, you know, we should link this, this very important tweet maybe in the, in the show notes, but I was in the UK for about a week. And on one of the very last days we had a pocket full, you know, as, as a, as an American who's not familiar with contactless for the most part, I mean, I know it exists, but I'm not, I don't use it. I went over to the UK with a pocket full of pounds, which I mostly didn't use because Apple Pay. But I used some of the pounds, and I had a bunch of coins in my pocket. So, you know, we were getting ready to get, it was the day before we were going to leave. We thought, let's go down to the Tesco Express, which was just around the corner from our hotel, and let's buy some of that good Cadbury chocolate to bring home. Of course. Of course. So we went and got our twirls and our crunchies and uh, you know, I think uh, like a box of the Heroes, which is, you know, the little mini ones that's a mixture of different things. Yeah. Uh, bunch of different stuff, right? We picked up all that and I was having some trouble with the automated checkout. It was causing, it was, it was not taking my, it wasn't actually scanning my items. So I went over to... I forget how they, they described the, the line with a human at the end of it. It was like concierge service or something something kind of strange. But in any event, the guy asked me if I wanted a bag. And I thought, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> so for the show, I spent the extra 5P and I got myself a Tesco bag. And I got to say that I was impressed. I took that Tesco bag and walked a mere two blocks back to my hotel Emptied it out, and I think I'm trying to remember if I brought it back. I don't think I brought it home, Rob. I, w- I wish I could say that I brought the Tesco bag I, home. <laughs> well, but the, the, there's something interesting here that the the bag that you have got, because um, about a month or two ago, okay, uh, Tesco stopped doing five P bags. Okay, uh, so the bag you've got is actually a lot higher quality than the the five P bags that we perhaps have discussed oh, in the past. Oh, I see. Because I was very impressed with this bag. And to be honest, I didn't look at my receipt to see how much I was charged for the bag. I just figured it's a Tesco bag. Money is no object. So <laughs> so I got my Tesco bag and it had fancy handles, you know, like separate hangle, handles that were that were somehow affixed to the bag. It was quite thick. And it it did a, a, a you know a real yeoman's job of carrying that candy two blocks back to my hotel. Yeah, I, it's, uh, I mean, for as plastic bags go, I mean, they're, they're pretty good. I don't, you know, we, yeah. we... <laughs> it was, you know, it was kind of a squarish bag. It had a nice little bottom. It's the kind of thing that I looked at. And I was like, you know, I could take this home because this is the kind of bag where you could see just using it for, I don't know, you're going over to somebody's house and you, you know, you're going to a party, going to a dinner party, you need to bring a few things. You're bringing a bottle of wine. Maybe you're bringing an appetizer. You could all fit this in here quite nicely. And you'd, you know, being here in America, maybe I'd look a little more continental if I brought a Tesco bag along with me. People don't know. They think it's a fancy <laughs> store, not just a Tesco Express, which is, you know, like 7-Eleven. Uh, but but uh, I left it behind just because I packed very, very light for this trip and had no room for anything whatsoever other than 
my new sticker for my desk from the Supreme Store because, Ooh. as Mike Hurley told me, I'm a hype beast. I, uh, I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> a hype beast is, is it was, as it was explained to me by one of my sons, is a teenager that uses their parents' credit card to go buy expensive Supreme clothing and sneakers and things like that. You know, the sneakerheads. I, and that I kind see. Of thing. Okay. So, my sticker is a much more uh, economic purchase because it was one pound. It didn't cost me much money, uh, and I got a sweatshirt for my son. But uh, but the the sticker was no big deal, and I figured it makes me look it well. It doesn't really make me look cool, but I, I like to pretend that it does. So I've got a supreme sticker now. Wow, there you go. I've, I've learned what hype beast means. Uh, you got stickers. You you finally had a Tesco bag at least momentarily. I I feel like my life is complete really. I it was it's really one of those things where you don't know that you've lived until you've actually had both a Tesco bag and gone to the Supreme store, which is, you know, like skateboard stuff and that sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I had to wait in a line. I mean, I had to, to get into the store, you had to have a ticket. I had to wait in three lines in fact to get into the store in the heat in downtown in Soho, okay? It was a project to go into the store which to buy things from a company that are so in demand that what is actually in the physical store is effectively the clearance rack because everything that is good is already gone. Yeah, there's a there's a few stores that kind of get like that in London. I think you know some clothing stores like that, but then also just stores that are like popular with tourists. There's a um, there's a shop in uh, Camden Market that that sells mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, neon glow sticks and like luminous clothing and stuff. And yeah. a lot of the time, if you go when it's busy, like there is a big queue to get in. And you know, they've got bouncers and a guy counting how many people are in the building. Like, oh yeah, this is. The same I think thing, that yeah. does tend to happen. Um, and yeah, I imagine it happens in a lot of big cities where these these like kind of they're shops, but they're also just kind of tourist attractions as well. Exactly. I, I was told that it's the same way in New York and that they're a lot less nice to you in New York than they were in London. They were actually the people, the bouncers were quite nice. You weren't allowed to take pictures inside the store, though. Oh. Which struck me wow. as very strange, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't make it to Camden. I That's one place I wanted to go, but I didn't, I didn't go there. I, I walked a lot. I walked some days like 15, 16 miles, I think. It was crazy. A lot of walking. But, uh, yeah, I was city. I was looking at your photos and I think, God, he's traveled like quite a fair way. Like these things aren't <laughs> close to each other. <laughs> no, they aren't. Uh, a lot of tube, a lot of Uber. And uh, I was on the hop on hop off bus a lot one day, which I yeah. don't recommend. I don't recommend because the traffic is so bad in London. The hop on hop hop off bus on a hot day is just an exercise in sitting in a sweaty bus. Uh, yeah that's not ideal no we finally bailed on the bus and took the tube which was fine uh and we also were on the we were on the there's a hop on hop off uh boat too that you can take up and down that's from like greenwich on up to westminster or so there's like three or four Mm -hmm. stops in between so that was pretty nice i didn't mind sitting on the boat so much but uh the hop on hop off bus was probably i would give that the the lowest uh, the lowest moment was sweating on the on the bus because it was really hot. It's been hot in England. It was hot the whole time I was there and humid. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, I mean, you really like that is a hell of a time to come over. I mean, the whole country is just melting. You know, we we yeah. are not equipped for this. We've got no aircon. All of our houses are built to keep heat in. 
right. because it's freezing in winter. Um, you, you can't buy aircon because there's no market for it, so the prices are extortionate. Yeah, and, and even the places that were air conditioned, they weren't very well air conditioned, or the air conditioner was having trouble keeping up with the heat and the humidity. Yeah, what we tend to get, you probably got it in like the Tesco and stuff like that. They'll have the aircon by the door when you first walk in, so it's quite cool. And then you just get in the shop, and it's the same as everywhere else. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I sweat off a lot of pounds while I was in in uh, London, but uh, but yeah, I had a great time. It was a it was a it was a great visit, and had a lot of a lot of fun. So, but but I but gotta say that Tesco bag was probably the number one highlight. I mean, I was it. it to, Truth be told, it's why I went to London to begin with. Oh, of course. So, yeah, I mean, why else would you go? Yeah. I heard there was some guy getting married or something. I don't know. Oh, right. I totally <laughs> forgot. Mike Hurley got married, didn't he? He's, 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 Mr. he's Mr. Hurley now. Oh, oh wait. He, he already was Mr. Hurley, wasn't he? But now he is, in fact, married. So that, that was, it, was a, it was a lovely ceremony. It was very nice. So uh, that, was, that was fun, too. Yeah, it's, um, I guess it was just a shame I couldn't uh, get up to London, so we we could actually meet because we've never actually met in person. I yet. know I met the uh, the one and only Frank Towers for the first time, which was kind of nice. Um, didn't yeah, that's. He... A, I mean, he has a real name now, so he it's... does Simon <laughs> Buckmaster. We can actually say that in in real life, but but uh, it was one of those things. Is like I had no idea who this guy was who was introducing himself to me. I was like, oh, we've worked together. <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, he he came to the. Uh, uh, the, one of the, I think it was the upgrade meetup last year. Uh huh. Um, but he was just going, oh yeah, I'm Simon to people. Like he wasn't telling anybody who he was. Right. Um, like nobody worked out because obviously, why would you work it out? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've met him a few times because he's actually from Portsmouth. Um, right. You know, he's got family here, so he comes down and. Um. But yeah, so it's, it sounds like you had a good week. Um. Or it looked certainly looked like everyone was having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. It was I'm, nice. I'm sure our time will come when we can meet at some point. Yes, we will make it happen one way or the other. You should come to the uh, the Connected Meetup or, or taping in New York City. Uh, I, I mean, unless it's the week between Christmas and New Year when I'm already going to be in New oh, York, that's, that's right. not going to happen. I forgot, right. No, it's in October <laughs> sometime. I'm not really sure when. But yeah, I mean, I heard that they were doing that. But um, so today was also a big day because we got new MacBook Pros. We did. We did. And I I think that I stirred up the internet a little bit by saying that I was troubled by the fact that they hadn't fixed the keyboard. And I found, to my great surprise, that there are many people on the internet who don't believe that there is a problem with the keyboards on the MacBook Pro. Sure, because it hasn't happened to them, so there must be no problem. Yes. And... I am not like a violently anti MacBook Pro person. I actually I have one. It's from late 2016. I really like it. But you know what I do? I type a lot. Yeah. And and this is not a good keyboard. I mean, you just can't there's not any way around it. I there are aspects of the keyboard that I like. I mean, it it I don't mind the the shallow throw of the keys. I like that they're stable. I like, you know, that they're not they're not kind of mushy and wobbly like the old MacBook Pros were. But the fact of the matter is, is that I've not had a key completely fail on me, but I've had them stick and I've had them stick several times. And I've even had the press down in a key and the letter L just keeps going and going and going and going. You know, it just keeps pressing the, uh, pressing the key over and over again. I've had all yeah. those problems and I've gotten them all unstuck and all fixed every single time. But it's really frustrating and annoying when, when, <laughs> 
the main input on a computer is a keyboard and it just doesn't work reliably and and you know i when i read that the macbook pros were were being updated i was i was pretty excited because i'm not look i'm not in the market for a new one i'm not going to buy a new one but i thought that these upgrades looked really nice i mean they're up they're updating the display both on you know the main display and the uh the the touch bar display they've sure. got they've got more cores, faster CPUs, more more RAM, more storage. It, they're good upgrades. But the only thing they say on the website is that they have a third generation keyboard that's designed to be quieter. And yes, the older keyboards are kind of clacky. I don't really mind that except that like if you're sitting in if you're sitting in bed trying to type and your partner's sleep trying to sleep next to you. The clackiness is annoying, but that's pretty rare. I don't. I try not to type in bed a lot. Yeah. So, so that's not like so nice feature. But who really cares? But then, Apple said to the ver someone at the Verge that the keyboards were designed to be quieter. They were not designed to address the issues. They're the subject of you know they've got this extended kind of extended warranty on the keyboards that you can take them in for four years after sale if you have a problem. And that struck me as odd. And then they, they went on to say that they view the problem as being a problem that's experienced by, a I think they said, a tiny, tiny number of the users. And a couple of things about that is like, one, I believe that it's, that it's reported by a tiny, tiny number of users because... Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of people are like me, and I need my computer, and I don't want to take it in and have lose it for several days to get the keyboard look, looked at when I usually use it in clamshell mode anyway, so I don't the keyboard's not an issue. And when I do use it with the built-in keyboard, it's, it's not terrible most of the time. So I've learned to tolerate it. Um, so that that's you know my unhappiness with that is has been uh, gone unreported. So I, I believe that not many people have reported it, but I don't really believe that it's an, a really small issue because I just know too many people in real life who have had problems with them. And, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I've had this problem with my E key got stuck. Yeah, and and bear in mind, I take my laptop to work put it on a stand and plug it in and do not use this keyboard. I use it at home, you know, a couple of hours, maybe an hour a night or something, a little bit of right. the weekend. I don't use this keyboard, basically. Like, it, it barely gets used, and I've had these problems. So people who are using it all the time, you know, in coffee shops and they're out and about with it, like, it, there is just way too many people. Like, as far as I'm concerned, Apple are lying. You know, that they are lying for the sake of PR because... Any new product, I think I saw a tweet go past about this, and it makes a good point. Like any big redesign of this product to fix whatever problems there are with the keyboard is going to take two to three years of you know research and development and testing and, and all the kind of stuff that Apple have to do. You know, manufacturing probably takes like a year run up or something like that. Um, but I just feel like they're lying. I, I can't. I can't don't feel like I can draw any other conclusion from it. Well, I, I think, so here's how I, I view what they said to The Verge. So I'm not convinced that this is a small problem. But when they say to The Verge that we designed this keyboard to be quiet, 
and we didn't address the other issues or, or, or and not designed to, to address the other issues. I also, I, I believe that. I believe that they really haven't fixed it, which strikes me as, I mean, it's troubling. I, I would not buy a MacBook Pro right now because I like the spec bumps, but I also need to be able to type. And I, fortunately, I'm not in a position where I really need a new computer. I don't know what I would do if I did. I would probably go to a desktop and keep my old MacBook around for when I was traveling, when I needed a when I needed something other than an iOS device. But I would probably travel more with i you know an iPad or something for because for writing, iOS is totally fine. It's just when I'm doing things like editing audio when I would need a Mac. Um, so I do believe them when they say that they haven't. They haven't designed the new keyboard to deal with the issues. What I think is astonishing, though, is when people... I've had a lot of people come to me and say, well, of course they wouldn't say that they fixed the issues. I'm sure they're just fixed. It's like, well, okay. I mean, that's mm. optimistic, and I, I, I hope so, too. The problem is is that until we, we actually people actually try these out, we won't know. And I also... I don't really think that... If Apple had said nothing to The Verge, I might believe that. But if they but they said that they didn't design this keyboard to address the issues that people have experienced. So I don't see why anyone should expect anything other than the same problems. And maybe it won't affect you. Hopefully it doesn't if you buy one of these. Uh, but but I do know an awful lot of people have had it happen. And, and I just feel like it's it's one of those things where it's like there's a lot of wishful thinking going on. Uh, on the internet about about Apple keyboards these days. Yeah, I mean, my biggest concern with this, you've got these brand new laptops. You know, they've got thirty two gig of RAM. They've got the six core. Like you can, you can spend. I think, you know, if you include that four terabyte SSD, you can spend something like six or seven thousand dollars on one of these. If they haven't fixed the keyboard issue, is this laptop? Does this laptop, this new one? get the four-year extended warranty as, you know, the, the keyboard replacement thing as well. So does that, like, there's literally a product that they've just released, which they're already saying, oh, yeah, there's a problem with it, and we're going to have to cover it for the next four years like we did the previous generation. Yeah, somebody on Twitter made a good point to me that I thought was interesting, which is, well, maybe, but they don't have to do that at least for a year when the built-in warranty runs out. So that, that I think, is is. I, I I think I tend to agree with that, but I, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I, I kind of feel the same way about it. I'm not really sure what to think, you know, releasing a product, which, you know, like I said, I'm not like a huge MacBook Pro hater. I don't really mind the fact that a lot of the ports were taken away. I generally really like my MacBook Pro, but I, I just don't see how anyone can come to the conclusion but that there are issues with this keyboard and all right, maybe they can't fix them already, but it's something that they've got to fix. And I, I find it, I just, it just bothers me that they haven't, they're not dealing with it in some kind of way, or at least talking about how they're going to deal with it. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. Um, so, anyway, d- d- should we, let's move on to something that's a, something else Apple announced. I mean, it's, they do it every year, but it's the, uh, they've started the back to school promotion now. Uh, yeah. so you buy, you buy a MacBook. You get some headphones. I think the same applies to an iPad Pro. Um, and luckily for me, I need a MacBook for Jess. Um, and 
I still have access to get the student discount. So I now have to pick a color um, of the Beats Solo 3 wireless. And, and they yes. have a bunch of new colors. Um, they're like sort of two-tone, um, different colors that they've got. Right. It's interesting because I think three of the four are kind of two-tone of the same shit color uh, or two shades of the same color. Whereas there's the indigo, which is kind of like a uh, almost like a royal blue and a lime color combined, right? Yeah, that's right. That's the one that I like. Yeah, I I, I, I quite like all of them. Um, I'm I'm leaning towards the uh, the pop blue, uh-huh, which that's is like nice a, a sort of uh, dark blue with a with a light blue um, two tone. Um, the, the 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 sort of pink one and the purple one, I I kind of like, but I don't think the colors necessarily work as as nicely as as, as the blue or even the one that you mentioned, the uh, the indigo one. Right. Yeah, no, I, I think they're really nice. I I have been toying with the idea of getting some of the Beats wireless headphones, the over and I'm not sure if I would get the on ear ones like the solo threes or the studio ones, which are the ones that are over ear. Uh the reality is I probably shouldn't. I have I have no no business doing that. <laughs> I've been eyeing a second home pod too. I mean, I really ought to just keep my money in my pocket and, and uh and be be happy with what I've got for now. But I do like the idea of having a HomePod where I could start, you know, barking commands to Siri as I work down in the uh, yeah down in the basement. Yeah, that'd be nice. You mentioned the the over ear ones, which I think is the studio version. Um, okay, I, yeah, that's right. I I would yeah I would probably prefer the over ear ones, but given that I'm getting these for free, um, and right. Jess has absolutely no interest in headphones whatsoever. Um, I get to keep these, which is great. She can, yeah. she gets a new laptop, and I get to just pick some free headphones. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. So I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I think on ear really bothers some people. I think, but they don't bother me that much. It's just a comfort thing, I guess, more than it. And it's, I guess, a little bit in terms of sound isolation. Yeah, I don't generally get on with them amazingly well um, because I mean, I wear glasses. I've got some ear piercings as well, which sometimes can compress on those a little bit. Right. Um, you know, but they're free. I'm not, not going to argue. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I, I don't need the Beats X because I've got my AirPods. Like they, you know, they're similar kind of products. You know, they're they're kind of equivalent. Just depends on which ones you want. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to go for the blue, and they should be with me Monday or Tuesday once oh, I've ordered. Nice. Um, the laptops are a little bit longer. They're like two weeks on the okay. uh, the the MacBook, the little one USB C port one. No, that, that's better than when you order an iPhone in like a case and the case comes days before the iPhone. At least you've got something a little more useful than a, an empty case coming to you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not really that concerned about the laptop because it's not for me. So um, <laughs> you know, all I really care about is the headphones. Yeah. I have the Beats X and I find them more, way more fiddly than the AirPods, but I do like them more for exercising because I don't know. I figure that I feel like they're just a little more strong sturdy and stay in a little better when you're out jogging or something like that so that's what i've ended up using them for and i'm i'm still airpodless after having sent mine through the the laundry i'm waiting to see if we actually get something in the fall yeah do you remember air power no let's not even get into that (laughs) 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 yeah well someday rob you know yesterday i was reading on mac rumors that all the hardware was going to be released in the fall and today we got the macbook pros already so who knows maybe maybe tomorrow we'll get the air power yeah, I, I tell you what though, I was listening to this week's episode of Connected, 
uh, which featured one John Voorhees. I don't know if you've heard of him. I um, know. He's a man on the <laughs> internet. He's He's got a lot of podcasts coming out this week. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of John going around this week. Um, but uh, yeah, I was listening and, and you know, you, Casey and, and Stephen kind of really nailed the, the MacBook Pro uh, predictions. Obviously, I guess you recorded yesterday or the day before. Yeah, it was yesterday. I, no, I was I was glad to see that we weren't completely wrong within you know within twenty four hours. Yeah, I, th- I think there was some there was something Casey said. To, you know, to, said something along the lines of, "I really just think it's going to be a minor upgrade to the to the keyboard and then like new Intel processors." And I'm listening, and obviously at this point, I already knew, and I'm like, right. "Yeah, you guys have like pretty much nailed it." <laughs> Okay, Rob. Well, I think that's a pretty good place to stop. I mean, it's uh, it's good catching up with you. It's been a little while since we did one of these, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we'll uh, I guess we'll organize that off air. But yeah, it should should be a couple of weeks, and we can, you know, see what's happened. I'm guessing we're going to start getting into more rumors. Um, you know, the next few weeks, I imagine we'll start seeing a few more things pop up. Yeah, um, we shall think, see. So I think you're right. All right, we'll talk to you soon. I'll speak to you later.